Welcome back to another episode on the Expand Your Awareness podcast. My name is Aaron Dowdy, and every week I'm here. What I'm doing is I'm sharing some of the newest insights that I have for you. I'm uh, interviewing people occasionally, and sometimes also what I'll be doing is something that I recently asked is on Instagram, I asked if you guys on the podcast would rather that I just did more so solo type episodes or if I did like an interactive type thing where I brought on and did like Instagram live or Facebook live and answered questions and then used this good microphone that I have so that I could also turn it into a podcast. And the response was 76% of people said that they would like the Q&A. Now, of course, I'm still going to mix in interviews. I would still do interviews when I have the chance or when I have people in town. Uh, for some reason, I kind of like to do the podcast interviews in person rather than just like through Skype. Maybe eventually I'll throw that out, but that's kind of a it's kind of like the way that I was viewing it. So we'll see how often I can get people on, or whether I'm traveling and I'm around other people, or just kind of how the format goes. But regardless, what I will probably eventually do is do uh, Q and A's, ask questions, have more interaction. Maybe I'll throw that in every now and then, and then other than that, be doing and sharing some of the ideas that I have. Because I'm blown away by how much, honestly, you guys like the podcast. I uh, had a feeling that I was going to enjoy doing it. It was going to be kind of an outlet for me because for the longest time, I was almost afraid to put out the esoteric information on YouTube, like more of the long form content. And what I really like about the podcast is it's more so like I feel like I'm just talking to you. Like I feel like this is more of a as funny as it is, is I mean, I guess with a live Q&A or something, that's a lot more interaction. But I feel like I'm just much more casual. It's much more authentic because like in videos, it's like my name is Aaron and this is the what I'm sharing with you today is one, two, three. And it's very structured, whereas this kind of just sees where the conversation goes or where the thoughts go. So it's a little bit more organic. It's a little bit more natural. So that's kind of what it is. You know, I've also been blown away by how much I've been sharing more of like the esoteric information, information that maybe a couple months ago I wouldn't have shared because I'd be like, oh, what do people think about it? Or it's a little bit more out there. But I'm gonna, what I'm realizing is r there's really not much to be worried about. Uh, a lot of times also the more esoteric information is stuff that's like my authentic perspectives and people enjoy it because it's different people it's not the same as everything else so I've been doing that more and more I've just been I guess more so focused recently on how can I be most authentic to my message and how can I really share what I believe regardless of a filter because I believe a lot of times like with what we call social conditioning we have a certain box that we put ourselves in and we're like oh this is who I am we have a certain way that we view ourselves we have a certain self-image for a way that we have to project ourselves and uh, individually, we all have a self-image of what that is. And for a long time for me, I was like, oh, I'm this guy on YouTube and this is what I share. And I kind of got coined as kind of like the law of attraction type channel. And I've kind of always been kind of put into that category. And I'm not saying it as a, in a negative way or anything, but I'm just saying like, I'm like, okay, can I go outside of that? Can I talk about awakening? Can I talk about social conditioning and understanding, I guess, things that are kind of similar but at the same time, a little bit different. And uh, some of them are more unique, I guess, metaphysical type perspectives, like understanding social conditioning, for example, and how we might feel filters when we go out into public to be a certain way. And it's like those filters aren't even ours. They're filters of other people. We A lot of times we think we have our own beliefs. We're like, this is what I believe. 
but in actuality, it may have been a belief that we, in a way, kind of absorbed from our parents. Maybe our parents had a certain belief that we, uh, that we kind of absorbed unconsciously, and then we just continue to think and identify with it, and it's on autopilot. So because we're not aware of it, we continue to live that out. So something I'm going to be doing, re- uh, I have someone else that I listen to. Her name is uh, Jess Lively. She has a show called The Lively Show. I've been on her show, two, I think, two times now, and she makes great content. She has uh, she's an awesome podcast, and I've heard her mention a couple times about this thing called Theta Healing. Now, Theta Healing is... From what I understand, somebody gets into like a theta state, that a practitioner that's called a theta practitioner, and apparently what they can do is they can, in a way, tap into this like collective consciousness to find out when there were certain times in your past that certain things happened, when you develop certain beliefs and whatnot, and you can let like become aware of those beliefs and then choose to let them go. So I've heard her mention in like two or three episodes now that she does and has done theta healing to heal allergies that she had. She realized that there were certain times that she picked up certain beliefs that had to do with allergies, and that was something that perpetuated themselves out. So her eating certain types of foods and certain other things that I found very interesting. So I looked it up, actually, and I came across a practitioner that's in Vegas, which is where I live. So what I decided I'm going to do is this week... Uh, uh, the end of the week, I'm going to go and I'm going to have my first Theta Healing uh, practitioner. And when I reached out to her, I'm not saying this to be cocky or anything, but I, I don't feel like, I'm sure a lot of people that go to stuff like that, I'm sure they have something very, uh, maybe very traumatic that happened that they're trying to let go of, or they, they're really having these blocks that they're trying to let go of. So when I reached out and I was like, oh, this is something I'd be interested in, I first off had to make sure that like I could go, I guess, without an intention of needing to release something very, very deep. Now, of course, when you say that, maybe there's something subconscious that I'm not aware of that's like subconscious from childhood or something like that of something that maybe I do need to let go of that I'm not aware of. And I'm not saying it to be like egotistically this on a pedestal like I'm you know, completely spiritually awakened and enlightened or anything. But I just wanted to make sure that when I went, I didn't have to have something really deep to like let go of. And the person I reached out to, that's the practitioner, she emailed me back and was like, nope, you can come and there's always the blind spots and there's, uh, you know, for you can use it for just you don't have to like have to let go of something negative. It could be more so of uh, just becoming aware of those blind spots or like propelling yourself in a new direction. So that's something I'm going to do this week at the end of the week. And I'll let you guys know next week how that went. And um, I'm curious. I'm open minded about it. I'm not like, oh, I'm expecting you know, it to completely be like this whole new thing. But nonetheless, it's something that I'm definitely interested in. So all of these things, uh, like that theta healing, for example, I'll see how it goes. I've heard good things about it just from the person that I listened to that, you know, that Jess that said that it was something powerful for her. And I've heard other people mention it before, but I never really looked into it. So I'll kind of be the guinea pig in a way. I'll be the guinea pig. I'll go do it. And I'll let you know what I think. And uh, yeah, so that's something I'll do now. All all of these things, too, by the way, let me just say this. There are a million different techniques for using the law of attraction. There are a million different techniques for uh, bettering personal development. All techniques are are what we call permission slips. Now, this is an idea that I got from Bashar, um, Bashar or Daryl Anka, however you want to kind of look at it. He mentioned and he's talked about for the longest time that these things, these tools that we can use are tools. So, for example, we can say, oh, I can do some type of, uh, 
from med some meditation, for example. Like in all my new newer YouTube videos now, I'm doing more so meditations, for example. And the meditations have like a certain intention behind them, and they kind of have hypnosis weaved into it. And by the way, I'm totally blown away by how much people are loving the meditations. And it, it was so by accident, too, that I even went into that direction of meditation. I did a meditation on the Q&A uh, for the group that I do, the coaching, it's called Transformation Academy, where I teach people reality transurfing and how to like form their life and everything. And I do, every two weeks, we do live Q&As. And we did a live Q&A like two or three weeks ago maybe now. I forget how long it's been. But we did a live Q&A, and I just decided to do uh, a live meditation. And when I did it, people co were commenting afterwards, like uh, just even in the live, they're like, wow, that was amazing, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, okay, cool. But afterwards, like an hour or two afterwards, I looked into the Facebook group and there's a whole bunch of people that were like in this conversation about how this happened and they had goosebumps and they had this heart opening and people said they cried during it. And I'm not saying this to be egotistical, by the way, or to make me sound amazing. I'm just saying I didn't realize the effect that it could have on people. So then I'm like, OK, if this is having such a profound effect, I'm going to start doing this more and more. So what I did is I s decided that, you know what, in every video I do on YouTube, I'm going to do and do my best to put a meditation at the end of the video so that we can wire in the ideas from the teaching to make learning a more of an interactive type experience. So if you haven't seen some of my newer videos on YouTube, I recommend that you check them out. There's one uh, on there that's on parallel reality shifting. It's a meditation that shifts you to the parallel reality you want. It kind of mixes in manifestation with that of, uh, of like the law of attraction. It's a little bit of both. That video is doing amazing. Like people... I mean, I, I still get messages. It's only been two weeks that video has been live, and I get messages almost every day from people in Instagram DM saying that it helped them shift to this, like, new version of themselves, and they do it every day now, and I'm just blown away by all of it. So I want to say, and first off, just express my gratitude to everybody um, for all the nice words and the encouragement. It really kind of, like, is a sign to me that's like, hey, go in this direction because this is where, you know, you're kind of meant to go next. So that's something I've been doing too. So yeah, that even the, I know I just kind of went on a sidetrack here, but even that, for example, maybe it helps people feel a certain way. Nonetheless, it's a permission slip because the idea is that the power is really inside of you to make the switch. And you may use me or meditation or maybe some type of binary beats as a permission slip to make you feel yourself a certain way but the power is not is not ever in the tool the power is in your own consciousness to make the choice to change or make the choice to shift so that's something i want to kind of share because the power is always within you you know like anytime a teacher or some type of guru says that like you have to go through them in order to uh get some elevated state of consciousness they're not being authentic in what's actually true. What's true is the powers within you that maybe somebody else can help trigger certain things that are already within you, but you have to make the choice to change and you have to make the choice that it's a part of your belief system, whether it's subconsciously or consciously, that you're going to somehow change, whether that's binary beats, which is something that I've tried before. I think it's cool. I don't focus too much on binary beats. I used to do a lot of theta. I used to lay out in the sun at the gym, and I would always listen to this certain theta video, and that would uh, put me into a certain state. And I think it's cool. And I think when you get into a theta state or you're uh, in general like falling asleep at night, that's the most powerful time to reprogram your subconscious mind. But maybe... Everything in life, this is kind of a trippy idea, maybe everything in life in a way is a placebo. 
Now, what I mean by that is a placebo is right like a crazy percentage of the time, like 60 to 80 percent of the time a placebo is correct or like true. But what if everything in life is a placebo? It's just because we believe it to be true that we do actually experience the benefit of it. So it, that to me has really allowed me to open up my own belief system because I'm like everything, maybe everything that I get a reflection back in my life is just because I believe in it. And maybe I believe in it subconsciously or consciously, but nonetheless, it is a belief. So that's something I become more aware of. But remember, anything in your life that you are paying attention to or that uh, you feel like is something that has a lot of uh, something that's very powerful, the power is really within you. It just may, may be a tool, permission you're giving yourself to feel a certain way that then makes you have that kind of experience. So I know when and a lot of my uh, sometimes I'll mention you'll hear me say Bashar. Bashar is a teacher like a. The information from Bashar has definitely been something that's impacted my consciousness quite a bit. Um, he doesn't have as many YouTube videos as he used to, uh, but nonetheless, you can still find information with him. And yeah, permission slips are very powerful. He also has a philosophy that talks about how if you simply follow your excitement, it's like this formula. And it's funny because people ask questions. It's like Q&A pretty much the whole time he's doing seminars, Bashar, and and so people always ask questions and almost always it's like there's so many times that the answer will be uh, somebody will ask a question and the answer is follow your excitement as far as you can take it until you can take it no further and then find the next most exciting thing and don't remain attached to the outcome. Like that's kind of like it in a nutshell. And that that is like the solution to so many things, even in my own life. It's like, how do I feel? I pay attention to how I feel. I follow my excitement. Excitement does not have to be like your hair is on fire uh, that's what he says a lot. You get, it's not like your hair's on fire and it's like you're just completely ecstatic and you can't even sit still. It could be a peaceful excitement. But nonetheless, follow that feeling because that feeling leads you to the next best thing, to the next best thing. And then eventually you figure it out. So it's like the carrot on a stick. Like me, for example, my passion right now is uh, making these guided meditations. And people are loving it, so I'm going to keep doing it because it adds value. And I'm going to do that as far as I can. And who knows, maybe that organically goes into something else. But I'm going to keep doing it because that's a part of my passion and it's something that also, you know, I always kind of put my passion also with the uh, intention to help other people. So if other people are coming in, they're like, whoa, that's really helping me. I'm like, yeah, it's kind of cool. That's kind of how I, uh, I base what I do. I, I think that's also very undervalued is uh, this understanding of when you add value to other people, it comes back to you because literally what you put out is what you get back. And I, I think the more I good I put out, the more good comes back at me and I don't do it selfishly. I'm not like, or, you know, I'm not trying to, sometimes I say things and it makes me sound like I'm some righteous person or something, but uh, it's like, I'm not doing it because it comes back to me. I also have this awareness that there's like this global shift in consciousness happening. Maybe that's just my perspective, but nonetheless, I think more and more people are waking up to who they are, having spiritual awakenings, understand they create their own reality. If you even consume my content, then you're already a part of it. That's what I believe. And uh, that's why I do a lot of what I do is I believe that there is a global consciousness shift happening. And for a lot of people in that global, I don't mean every single person is going through it right now in this moment, but more and more people generally are waking up to who they are. They're waking up to their power that they create their own reality. They're waking up to the idea that they are an infinite spiritual being, having a temporary human experience. And uh, I think a lot of people even listening to this maybe are kind of a couple steps ahead of other people in their life. And you kind of get to be a shining light 
for a lot of people. And maybe sometimes sometimes things you talk about look weird to other people. You're like, I can't talk about the law of attraction because people will think I'm crazy. Uh, I can't do this. I can't do that. And um, once again, that's the kind of the social conditioning that's been kind of hardwired into us. But nonetheless, it is something that I've noticed more and more. And maybe my focus is going on it more and more. But that's something I believe. So that's a lot of why I do what I do is I put out a lot of good and I have this intention because I believe it's my purpose. I believe it's my purpose in life to help awaken people to some type of global shift in consciousness that's happening. Uh, I've talked about this before with the whole Dolores Cannon thing. If you guys haven't read Dolores Cannon books, she's somebody that is uh, she was a hypnotherapist. She passed away recently within the last like 10 years, maybe five years. But she was a uh, one of the number one hypnotherapists for a long time in her field, she developed a technique that's called QHHT, Quantum Healing Hypnosis Technique. And in this technique, what happens is people go to the deepest levels of brainwave activity. They go to a level to where it's like their higher self or their subconscious mind comes through. And as the higher self or subconscious mind comes through, these people are kind of like in a sleep state. They're in like hypnosis. They don't really remember it. But nonetheless, it is on a uh, it's recorded so they can listen to it afterwards. And it's kind of cool because many times they may not remember saying certain things, but they come out and the words are coming through their own mouth. And what they're doing is they're channeling their higher self or their subconscious mind. And people like QHHT practitioners or Dolores Cannon in her books, her books are transcripts of hundreds or if not thousands of different people that have gone under this hypnosis and there have been thousands of people who have said that they are here and the reason that they incarnated on this planet right now because the soul knows that the soul is immortal you know we're an immortal spiritual being living temporary human experiences that these people um they the reason that they said their higher self said that they incarnated was because there's a global shift in consciousness happening and they wanted to be here for that shift because as we upgrade our consciousness so does the whole rest of the universe. It's happening everywhere, but today, like, this is the place to be. This is the hot spot. So, so that's why I think we have 7 billion people or, eight, you know, however many billions of people are here right now, and it's growing so quickly. I think there's a demand to be here, and I think this is the most exciting time to ever be alive as well. So it's kind of cool. It's exciting from my point of view. Now, of course, that means that old structures are breaking down because they're no longer relevant. Of course, that means there may be some things that appear to be negative, but what does that actually mean, a global shift in consciousness? Well, imagine that we've been kind of bred to believe through social conditioning that we need certain things in our world. We need famine. We don't like it's just a part of the way life works. We, there's violence. It's just a part of the way life is. We need um, this big uh, this big gap of like people that don't have anything to people that have multiple, multiple billions of dollars and uh, kind of hoard it in a way like this is just the way the world is. And I'm not saying, you know, it's money is bad. I'm not saying any of these things. I'm just saying in general, we've kind of bought into a society that we live in. And because of that, we think that's the way the world is. Well, when we wake up to the idea and they understand that we're all connected and that life doesn't have to be the way it is in the sense that there is technology that exists, for example, that's far beyond what we can imagine, like free energy, free technology that's been around since Tesla, um, that, that maybe that information, um, there's ways of bringing that forth, but maybe for some reason it's not here because of the money that can be brought in through AC units, the money that can be brought through by having an auto industry that you need to c c 
comp- putting gas every like three, four days in order to get around. There's certain intentions there. I'm not saying it to be negative at all. Sometimes it might appear that I am, but I'm not. I'm saying it with awareness. The awareness is is that we're waking up to more of who we are and our potential. And the truth is, is we don't need to be living the way that we are. And we don't need to necessarily see people as separate in the sense of it's just a separation of belief systems. But it's like uh, thinking that territory and all of this stuff and war over uh, areas on the planet and stuff. It's just an, it seems to be more and more outdated. You know, racism, these things are, we're starting to wake up and realize that it really doesn't make a difference what the pigmentation in someone's skin is in the sense that someone is higher or lower than someone else. Like it seems like an outdated idea now. And I'm not saying racism is completely gone. I'm just saying people are waking up and to the idea that we are all connected and that these labels that we put on ourselves, whether it's labels of religion, labels of ethnicity, of culture, labels of different uh, style, whatever labels we have, they're just ways that we can be unique, but they're not something to identify with. And the more we emphasize them and put them on it like a, a pedestal, the more that we separate ourselves from each other. We're all, we're all connected. And that's something that people are waking up to. So what I think will happen over the next 20, 30 years is we're going to become more aware of a lot of different things that we were priorly unaware of. This could be the idea that we are connected to a larger stream of energy, the metaphysics and how our beliefs create our reality for more of a scientific view. It could be understanding that the large amount of uh, diversity of income maybe isn't as necessary for there to be that much uh, education, people that don't that go without education, maybe the education systems will completely transform. So instead of people being told what to do, they're able to be interactive. All of these things are going to be things that I think happen over the next like 20 years. And I think we're all a part of it. So I know I just kind of went off on a long rant, but that's what podcasts are for, right? It's podcasts are just see where the conversation goes because um, I could have structure and maybe I will. If you guys want, let me know somehow, maybe on uh, Instagram comment, if you'd like me to have more structure in my uh, in my podcast, or if you'd like it to be more casual like it is right now. Um, because the casualness, I think, is something that uh, people don't get on YouTube. You get structure on YouTube. You get three ways to raise your vibration. You get the top three techniques I'm currently using. You get all of those things on YouTube. But here on the podcast... It's a little bit more casual. I say that now. I probably will have more structure going forward. I'm just figuring things out because this is like the third, fourth week of the uh, the podcast. And I plan on having more people on, like I've mentioned before. Um, but nonetheless, yeah, that's kind of some of the stuff I wanted to share today. I'm going to do my best to get uh, to do one of these a week, maybe more. And I'll do the live Q&A next time. Now, it's something I'm going to do now is... My buddy Victor and I, I mentioned this in a prior podcast as well, uh, but we go more, me, uh, Victor, and I, we go into detail on a experience that we had in Rhythmia. Now, I've explained Rhythmia before. Rhythmia is a place that I went where uh, I w- it's like a transformation place in Costa Rica, and Rhythmia is an awesome place where we both had a profound shift in our own like awareness and how we felt. It's just an amazing place to go as well. Victor and I are going back in November of this year, so on 11-11 for a whole week, and there are still some rooms available, and if you want to come hang out with Victor and I, and you want to go on vacation and go through what are called plant ceremonies, which this was, remember how I was talking before, how I was afraid to talk about certain things back, uh, you know, a couple weeks ago, now I'm just becoming more open. I don't 
and I, I, I explained this in the video as well. So actually, I won't even explain that much of it. But anyways, it's plant ceremonies, something that's called ayahuasca, which I kind of shared in a prior podcast. But if you want the full explanation of our day-to-day thing and like how we experienced it, what you can do is uh, stay on because we're going to, it's like a 20, it's, I think it's a 30-minute uh, session of him and I talking about our experience. And the reason I'm doing this is because I, if you want to go as well, I want to give you a full synopsis of like what happened, what you can expect. And what you can do is in the show notes, um, you will see the ability to, to book. And if you let them know that Aaron sent you, you're going to get a discount as well. So Aaron Dowdy, you're going to get a discount. You'll save some money. And then let me know as well because uh, I'm also going to give you a gift also. So let me know if you do sign up to go. I'm going to go ahead and now we're going to cut to that section of us talking about our whole experience of what it was like. We had amazing experiences with like our transformation of consciousness and whatnot. It's very interesting as well. Um, at least that's what that's what we think. So maybe we're biased. But nonetheless, we're going to cut into it right now. Let me know what you guys think. And I will see you guys on next week's episode so with that being said as always peace and here we go into the next part that i was talking about all right love you guys welcome back to another video my name is aaron and i help people expand their consciousness and this is victor <laughs> he likes to help people navigate through their yes yes we both get a kick out of each other's intros i don't know why <laughs> i think me more so than you I love, I love Maybe, saying yeah. that. <laughs> no, I tend to smile when you're doing yours. It's funny. Yeah. So what we thought we would do today is Victor and I are going to be going back to a place that we went to back in November of 2017. We're going to be going back in November of this year, 11-11. Yes. 11-11. And uh, we want to invite you to come with us. And before we you know, tell you all the details about coming and joining us, we wanted to explain uh, share with you some of our experience of what we experienced while we were at a place called Rhythmia. And we had the experience of four, what are called plant ceremony sessions or plant ceremonies. That would be plant medicine, ceremonies. medicine, plant medicine ceremonies. Um, and let me just give a little bit of a preface for this. So I kind of a little bit, just explain a little bit about it. Uh, we both decided to go because we were offered to go and, uh, to vlog the experience and when I was going, I knew that I was going to go and enjoy the time. And then I, you know, Victor was going too. So we knew we were going to have extra fun because we were going to be able to like have a good time together, make videos yeah. together and all that stuff. And when I went, um, hearing about the plant medicine, it kind of honestly, for me, I didn't even know if I was, it was going to be something that I was going to do because I'll be honest with you. I don't drink. I don't smoke. I don't drink caffeine even. Not that I think there's anything wrong with caffeine or any of these things. I'm just saying I don't do any of them, and I haven't since like 2013-ish. Um, and because of that, when I hear plant medicine, I'm like, okay, I'm, I don't know what to expect from that. I don't know if that's even something I'm going to resonate with. So when I decided to go, I made I made sure that it was okay that I didn't have to do it, you know. Um, and I was making the, the decision, okay, if, as long as I don't have to do it, I'm going to go ahead and go. And Victor, I think you were like, oh, I'm going to try it. Yeah, I was quite intrigued myself. Yeah, yeah, he was quite intrigued, you know. And I ended up coming across, I'm going to share this with you guys as well because I find this interesting. You guys know maybe if you've seen my channel and you've seen me talk about this scale of consciousness, there's different vibration. It's this vibrational scale of consciousness. There's different emotions, different vibrations, and things vibrate at a different frequency and there's a book called power versus force that talks about this scale and how different ideas will resonate at different frequencies and 
the uh, there's a scale of zero to one thousand. One thousand and seven hundred to a thousand is enlightenment. You'll have negative emotions towards the bottom. On average, two hundred and below, you'll have shame, fear, guilt, and then eventually you move up to neutrality, which is right around three to five hundred, three to four hundred, and then eventually. 400 and above is reasoning, 500 is unconditional love or love, and then six is joy and peace, and that's up in the upper scale of consciousness. So what Dr. David Hawkins did is he was able to calibrate different things to see what they calibrated at because our subconscious mind was able to determine what they calibrate at. One thing I found interesting is that plant medicines, certain plant medicines, especially the one that we would be doing at Rhythmia, calibrated at a 580 580, which is over that of unconditional love, that is very high on the scale of consciousness. And that intrigued me because I read that and I was like, oh, there's something to this. There were certain ones like um, there were certain like alcohol resonates at a certain frequency. It was like 200 or below. It wasn't very, very low. High, yeah. very low. Uh, even like weed or marijuana, that was at like 300 is a little bit higher, but it wasn't necessarily that high. And then there's these plant medicines that resonate at 550 and above. And the one then uh, Rhythmia is at 580, which to me was like, whoa, like there's just a different level of consciousness you tap into. I've heard stories of people that have gone through these type of ceremonies and they come out just completely transformed. And I was intrigued by it, but I was a little bit scared. I'm not going to lie. I was a little bit scared going into it. I didn't know what to expect. And we get there. And first off, we get there at Rhythmia. We flew in. We both flew in on different flights, right? Cause yeah. Mm -hmm. I think I came in first. A little earlier, yeah. A little bit earlier. He came in later because at the time, he eventually moved to Vegas. But before that, you had it flying out of L.A.? Yeah, because I had moved after buying the ticket. Yeah, so yeah. We, bought, we bought the ticket because we knew where we were going. And then what happened is I um, – I already had my ticket out of L Las Vegas because I'm from Las Vegas. He was living in San Diego at the time, right? Yeah, yeah. Had his ticket for L.A., and then we decided – he moved to Vegas, which is cool. But then we're like, oh, we didn't get the same flight. So we came out on different days. I got there at about 4 or 5 o'clock on a Sunday. And the way it works is you get there on a Sunday, and you normally leave on either Saturday or Sunday the next week. So you're there on average about five to seven days normally. So – we get there. I get there. I'm waiting for Victor to get there. And there's this opportunity. When I get in, they have like coconut water for you. They have all these gifts for you. Amazing facility. Very green. Um, just you. You get in. It's just such a good vibe. They have either pineapple juice or coconut water. Fresh coconut water. Like, like ready for you. Like yeah. right when you walk up, you get in there in groups, kind of, because there's a shuttle that takes you over, and there's like normally four or five people with you. And then you get in, and you're. Uh, at this place and they're giving you like a tour and telling you what to expect and all the different they have all these different events going on every day and you can choose to be of and it's a very community type place too i was very surprised yes and it, i'm normally like i like to do my own thing yeah we even just we're like we're, well, we even said that well we'll just do our own thing we'll just right? do our own thing but sometimes i mean it was a lot of the community things we ended up doing very naturally very cool very yeah. natural we just felt like doing them and so i get there i'm waiting for victor to get there and the first thing i do is i see they say that there's this transformational breath workshop on Sunday night at like five o'clock and Vic Victor wasn't coming in until about 630. So it's like, you know what? Wait for Victor. I'm going to go ahead and do it. I had no idea what to expect. Let me say that too. So I go in and I lay down in this beautiful room. There's this room that has like three or different sections. There's like a yoga place. This is also the room where they do the ceremonies. It's the room where they do a whole bunch of different, um, like activities and stuff for the different transformational type stuff that they do. And you go and you lay down or you, you go and you sit down and they say, okay, we're getting ready to do the transformational breath work. There was an instructor there. And what we did is we 
uh, laid down and there was a certain breathing technique that we did. And this breathing technique was breathing in a certain way, breathing actually through the mouth, which I thought was a little bit different than normal. And basically what you do is you bring in so much oxygen that you start to, in a way, let go of a whole bunch of emotion that's been stored up for a long time. So I didn't know what to expect. This is an hour-long breathing transformational breath workshop. I start doing it. 15 to 20 minutes in, my body becomes numb. Now, I don't, I don't say this in a negative way. It actually felt very good. But I started to literally shift my consciousness, and I started to feel so differently. What then happened is something very interesting about... 40 minutes in this transformational breath work, I started to clench my hands like this. And I started to feel like almost like I was in a pre mantis, like kind of stance or something like my, hands, it was kind of funny. I'm like this and I'm breathing very deeply. And I felt this tenseness kind of come up. And what happened is, is I in a way was repressing a lot of emotion that was inside of me from when I was a child because I went through a lot of uh, like kind of negative events growing up, went through uh, like an abusive stepmom and stuff. And going through that, I realized I was letting go of all of this control that I had, all of this fear that I had bottled up inside my body. And what happened was is I then let that go. And I felt that after I let that go, I just felt so much lighter. After the, the uh, transformational breath workshop was done about an hour into it, we get into a group afterwards, we talk about our experience. And I just felt so different. I felt so high vibe. I felt like um, everything seemed brighter. After I came out of it, I remember I was seeing kind of stars and stuff. And I just felt so different inside my body. I felt so um, just in a way transformed. That was the first night. And that's on absolutely no plant medicine at all. That's right. just oxygen, yeah. which was really trippy. So you weren't there to experience the first night. I remember telling you about it. I, was I so know excited. he was, was just like, as he described, he was like, you just gotta try you this. Have no man. idea, bro. It's like <laughs> you, you have to, cause you do the transformational breath workshop on the first day, like on a Saturday. And then the next day you do, it's like on a Friday, Saturday. So cause yeah, it's Friday and Saturday, I believe because the ceremonies are Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday night. And, um, so that was the first right off the bat. I was like, Oh my God. So then right after that we went and we got, um, he wasn't there for that. But afterwards I met up with him when we went to go eat. Yes. And it is some of the most amazing oh. organic, organic vegan option foods. They have some like fish and stuff as well in case that's how you eat. But they had the most raw, they had raw vegan and vegan options. Some of the most amazing food that I've had that's healthy. Delicious. Food. Yes. Organic, just like tasted so good. And it's like a buffet. Yeah. And uh, twice a day we would eat there. And it was just amazing food. We went there and ate. And then I'll, I'll share a little bit. You can share your experience here in a minute as well. Sure. sure yeah. yeah. As well. But yeah, the ceremonies, I'll let you share first. But yeah, the ceremonies were Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. And I'll share my experience as well. I'll let Victor share some of his experiences as well because you got a lot of, out of it every single night. And so yes. did I as well. But yeah, if you want to go and share some of your okay. experiences. Yeah, yeah. So the ceremonies were, as I, I, I'm assuming, somewhat as best they could mimicking a traditional sort of shamanic setting. So there were actual shamans there that sort of controlled and orchestrated the the whole event. So 20, mm -hmm. 30 people rolled up there, and there's all these nice, comfortable beds about three or four feet apart. And you go on and you white chill sheets, White sheets, blankets. Yeah, very comfortable. And in the same room that he mentioned with the uh, breath work. So it was yeah. a very beautiful, serene Very open. Room. There's windows on all open. the sides. You know, it's a very yeah. open area. So, you know, first couple of nights, we didn't really know what to think. So we, we drank the medicine, went and sat back. And... I would say it's I'm, I'm trying to think of like, how am I going to convey the degree and depth of transformation It's beyond words? It really it is, hard is to explain. Yes, it, it the, the medicine helps you very quickly become aware 
of similar to what he experienced things that are infringing upon your vibration, things weighing you down, preventing you from being a fuller expression of yourself. And in this sort of unique and dynamic way, it's brought to your attention and you're, you're healed and you're like, you transcend and you're liberated from this baggage that you didn't know you were carrying mm -hmm. around. And, and some people at this point go into like a purge. Some people start like, um, laughing or burping or crying or clenching up the way Aaron did mm -hmm. there. So there's these like side effects of you letting go. And, uh, but the end result is just what he said, feeling very light. Yeah. Like healed, seeing everything through new eyes. Yeah. And know? like the different things you contemplate and the insights you have, you retain. It's not just some mm -hmm. cool slot, like, you know, light show that it just fades out of your mind after it's like you, you, you greatly accelerate like the therapy process and go through a lot of, I've heard people, a lot of people say in documentaries say you go through like a decade of, of like psychoanalysis in like one evening and it yeah. feels that way. Yep. So it was, it was seriously, I went in intrigued. I went in kind of with high hopes, also a little bit intimidated if you see some stuff on YouTube, but I was just blown away, man. It was so transformative. Yeah. And a different night, every night there's a different theme. So like yeah. the first night was a general introduction and the general introduction is you take it and you basically you take it and then like two or three hours later you can take the second you can if you choose to you can go up there and take another drink and it's like a little drink it doesn't taste as bad as people say a lot of i people honestly say, liked it it was like sweet coffee like not it bad like, it was like a thicker coffee like yeah molasses it was, yeah it wasn't that bad at all uh, but you take it and then it takes about 45 minutes for it to kick in and once it starts to kick in you just kind of relax and you kind, you're kind of on a ride of your subconscious mind giving you messages and you kind of just come up with these epiphanies. Some people have very visual experiences. I'm not a very visual person. So for me, it wasn't very visual. It was more of a feeling, more of a vibration type thing. Uh, but nonetheless, the first night for me was the introduction night. And all I did is I felt the general vibration of the plant medicine. I felt like I was starting to resonate a little bit differently. I felt like there were some ideas I would get, some things that I saw from my past that I had to let go. I realized that I had such a desire to become successful and I had such a desire to take so much action that it was almost like I was trying to, my ego was in too much of control. I realized that I had to start to let go more and I had to start to trust the universe more. Mm. And I, this transformed my life because since then, I trust the universe so much more and I manifest things easier because yeah. I'm not trying to do so much with my action. And yeah, so that was something that we, uh, that I realized the first night. The second night is the masculine night. So it's generally the guys that are the shamans. There's four or five shamans a night normally, and there's this different theme. So sometimes there'll still be women that are doing it for the masculine night, but first night, more of a general overview, an introduction, get very comfortable, not normally very intense. Second night's the masculine night. So that night was very interesting. We actually really enjoyed that night. Um, it wasn't as strong as like the third night we're about to talk about, but the second night was like, powerful and we felt I just felt so good I felt so good and I felt so high vibe and the um we went outside and in general you're allowed to walk outside you're allowed to walk you're not allowed to leave like the main premise but you're allowed to like walk outside and stuff because they want to overview and make sure everything's okay there's like a campfire there's a, like a fire outside you can go look at there's hammocks uh with this amazing statues and stuff really cool vibe so I like to go outside a lot I'm just kind of like that I was barely in the, I was in the bed sometimes, but I was like, I was like walking around outside. <laughs> He's always on the move. I was yeah. on the move. I was like, oh man, this is so cool. This is so cool. This is so cool. 
and we went out on the second night and we just had the most highest vibe conversation we've awesome, ever yeah. had. Or I mean, and like even at that time, like we've known each other since then. Mm-hmm. We we hang out almost every day, but it's just such a high vibe conversation. We literally felt like our higher selves were like just vibing through us, conversing with each other, and we were just like there witnessing. Yeah, yeah, and it was just it was so cool. It was we actually had a one of the shaman came up to us and was like, hey. Can you guys keep it down? We can hear you guys talk because our voices are loud and stuff. You got a little excited, yeah. Yeah, we're getting so excited. We were just laughing. We were just laughing. Like there's so much funny things to us. We were just talking about life. We were talking about like some higher consciousness stuff. It was just so cool. That was the second night. The third night. Dun 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 (laughs) dun dun. The third night was the feminine night. And the third night is in general was I remember on the the car ride there, there were people that were um there was a guy that was on the car ride there, the shuttle. And he was at the, you know, at the airport at the same time. And he was telling me that the third night's the, the intense, more intense night. And he said that he came back. It was his second time coming back because he came back for that night specifically. Because yeah. he was doing all the nights, but the third night was the night he was really needing to clarify and to even let go of more. But um, third night's the intense night. And the intense because the dose, like the, there's a little bit more of the medicine that night that you take that's a little more potent. And, um, for me, that was the most intense night for sure. Hands down, you go into it. And normally the second night we took two or three doses and it wasn't even, it wasn't overwhelming at all. That's why we were able to have the conversation and everything. The third night I took one dose and you know, one, one drink, I go and lay down in the bed and it was like, it was like two hours later or no, it was like an hour, 45 minutes later. I just start feeling it and it's just this vibration and I'm more of a vibration person than I'm a visual person or anything. And I just started, I started to feel, I almost felt like there was so much love in my body, so much love in my heart that I felt like my heart was going to explode. And now what I'm about to tell you, I'll explain it more in a minute, but I remember seeing Victor, like they, they called for a second <laughs> dose and it was so powerful. I was like, there's no way I'm taking a second dose. It was so powerful. I see Victor get up and Victor like gets up, he comes over, looks at me and then just goes and gets the drink. I was like, he has no idea what he's about to yeah, experience. Yeah, it wasn't. It didn't affect me at all at that point. I was wondering why he didn't get up. Yeah. Now because, I know. <laughs> yeah, because the third night we got up three or four times for you know the do- every time they called for a second negative dose, we kept going up, and um, yeah. So I already I was not gonna go for a second one. I was already feeling it, and it just kept getting increasing, increasing. And I'll share a little bit about my experience, then you share about yours. But basically that night I felt so much love in my heart that I've never felt before, and it just it was almost in a way kind of scary how much love. I was feeling. It was like my body wasn't used to it. It upgraded me to a whole new level of unconditional love that I've never felt before. And I remember thinking to myself that in the future on of humanity in general, like the vibration on the planet continues to raise and raise, that one day this will be the natural set point for me and for other people. Like I just I believe that our our consciousness is expanding. That was the feeling I got. That was kind of like the the what I felt from it. And that was something that from that point going forward, it just, it made me realize because I had a spiritual awakening back in 2012, my vibrational set point went from like a three or four out of 10, one out of, you know, 10 feeling the best one feeling not so great. It went from on a base point of three to four to about a seven or an eight. What this showed me, the plant medicine showed me is, Oh buddy, you think that there isn't a 10 Here's a 15 or a 20 out of 10. And then I was feeling, it was just so powerful and it made me, and it opened up my heart in a totally new way. And since then I felt 
felt more connected, more into the flow state than I ever have in my whole entire life. And I believe that now it just completely shook my paradigm and made me realize there is more unconditional love to feel than I can even possibly imagine. Now, parts of it were a little bit scary because imagine feeling so much love that you feel like your heart's going to explode. You know, it's a very powerful, positive thing, but nonetheless, it was uncertain because I'm like, I've never felt this level of intense energy before. Mm -hmm. So that was my third night experience. Um, and I know you had a very transformative third night. Yeah. I came to talk to him afterwards and he just, he, he had, couldn't even put it into words, but right, go ahead and yeah. share your experience. Yeah, it was, can. as, as he was describing earlier, you know, the first, the first night I had kind of a stronger experience. Cause I, I went back from mul I went back for more cups than anybody else. I wouldn't have a fourth cup. I was like, come on, give me one more. So it ended up being fairly strong. Second night was mild to the point where we were just kind of hanging out and yeah. shooting the shit. It was a good time. Yeah. The third night I was like, I had thought like. I was like above it. I was we like, kind of got cocky. We got we kind of like, cocky. Yeah. We're like, oh, f three drinks the night before. We've already gone through it. our issues. That yeah. Kind like, of stuff. Maybe we're just like an enlightened spiritual teacher. Yeah. You know? We're not really enlightened, but you get the idea. We're like, <laughs> right. oh, maybe we just worked through all of this and stuff. That was the attitude. Yeah. yeah. So I had the first drink, nothing. In fact, I was sitting there kind of bored and restless. I even went up and asked a shaman. I was like, I'm not feeling it yet. Can I have another cup? Because I could hear people starting to kind of move about. I could, you can kind of sense when people are are starting to feel it. Yeah. And I was like, well, I'm not, I want it's my third night. And she just looked at you with these like, these like serious eyes and she's like, no. Okay. <laughs> finally. So finally when they called round two, I like jumped up like, all right. I saw me. him walk by my bed. I walked yeah. by Aaron. And I'm like, I, it, it was weird to me that he wasn't getting up. I didn't think much of it. I just wanted a second cup. And I took my second cup and still nothing. I was sitting in my bed kind of, in fact, I was like leaning on my shoulder journaling because I was almost to like bored, like, dude, I'm going to be here for like another six hours doing nothing. And then all in one moment, it hit me all both, both doses. I felt like this wave wash over me when I was like, oh shit. And I finally just laid back down and went into the experience, which was incredibly, um, it's where it's, it gets tough to describe. It was very profound, very humbling, very transformative. Um, I really got a sense that like the medicine is almost like a spirit in its own right and sort of like a benevolent feminine teacher sh taking me through lessons that will benefit me as a human being. Sometimes they're hard lessons, sometimes they were not. Um, but it was just like a very powerful experience. Yeah. And the way that the women were, the shamans, it was so beautiful how they could oh, like. Oh, yeah, I remember that now. You really felt, I felt as as intense as it was, I felt safe and comfortable knowing they were there. They'd go around, they'd sing, and they'd brush this like incense on you. And I just felt like so, uh, it's hard to even, I'm, I feel like I'm getting choked up. Just I know, thinking I'm starting about to, I just going to say yeah. that. I'm starting to feel, remember that one song that uh, Marley was singing? Yes, that, that she, always comes to mind. Yeah, there and she could sing amazing. Beautifully. And she was singing. You just felt like she was singing to you. Like there's yes. 30 other people there, but it was just like this. I don't know. Because it's such a raw experience that mm -hmm. like when they start singing, it's like, okay, it, it's going to be okay. We're protected. We're looked after. You know, yeah. it felt very safe. Like they had a real motherly energy. All of yeah. Them. Um, but yeah, I, I, I could go into more details, but it was just a profound transformative experience where I feel to this day change just like you like yeah. we both were, we're like different people we're different people I've from that one more night integrated to who we really are yeah more like in the flow with the harmony of the whole kind of like yeah. you said less domineering in our pursuits and more not that we're like lazy and undisciplined but we're more like 
going with the flow, like yeah. to a real degree that's like noticeably and positively impactful for our life. We're more yep. relaxed, more creative and let let go a lot. I mean, from all of that and well, I'll explain the fourth night here in a minute too. Just yeah, to yeah. very quickly, but sure. yeah, I learned how to let go. That was the main thing for me. I have a very strong ego because I have such a desire to be so successful and that holds me back and makes me stubborn in many ways. And I became just so many different, uh, so aware of how I have to let go. Cause when I was feeling that unconditional love in my heart, I kept thinking, let go. Let go, feel that love, just let go. And I was, I was like, oh, I'm not used to this. You know, I was starting to get kind of tense. Mm. And it, it was a loving feeling, but it was just the biggest paradox because how can you, most people would be like, oh, Aaron, you're feeling so much unconditional love. Poor you, you know what I mean? Right. But it was just, it was just that powerful. And then the, um, so every night that you go, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, you're there from about seven at night to about one in the morning. The last night is a ceremonial night where you stand overnight. So you, uh, are there from about 10 o'clock. No, you're there from about eight or nine o'clock at night till about seven six in the morning, six or seven in the morning. Yeah. And then you all go together to go eat at the buffet and everything. And, um, it's, it's a actual, like normally it's a traditional shaman that comes in. So like they're, they're normally traditional shamans, but this is like somebody that was from, uh, Columbia, I think. What was his name? Maybe. I don't he remember was his amazing name. He energy, was amazing though. It yeah. was on a different level. Yeah. I remember, remember that one time you were, we were sitting there <laughs> and we were asking questions and he just looks over at Victor and he's like, any more questions? And he looks around and he just looks at Victor and goes, what's your question? And yeah, Victor had a question, but he just, he just knew like he had a question, even though. Yeah. Victor I didn't ask it. He knew I was thinking of asking it and he looked me he right just, in the I eye out of like 30 something people and was like, what's your question? Yeah. I remember, I remember hugging. We, I gave him a hug afterwards after the whole ceremony and I just, I just felt so, I don't know. There was something about his energy. It was so present. You could so just see it from a distance aligned. in his eyes. He just had a, a an ease and a grace and I don't know how a to describe it. I never experienced anything yeah. like that before. Like You're where somebody's very, energy was that impactful. Right. Uh, consciously aware of it. And yeah, that, um, that it, he did a healing ceremony as well. The guys go up separately. Then the girls go up and he does this healing ceremony. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I mean, I felt, I felt so good afterwards for, you I really mean, felt like reborn, the... like born again. I know it sounds like cliche, but yeah, I felt that way. Like a new, a new person, like a yep. new revitalized version of The sun's of coming up. It's just the most amazing experience. Yeah. And then you all go and eat the organic food afterwards. It was like an epic meal. Yeah. Oh man. It was just so good. I'm just, we're so excited to go back. We, we go are. Back. As we talk about it now, especially to really like bringing it back. How it is how awesome. Yeah. It was. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of more aware of it. The, the sounds, the music, even the Palo Santo, which is like the incense and stuff. It reminds yeah. me of it. That's then, why I bought it because it reminds me of that experience, you know? Um, and then all the other stuff, like going to the beach. We oh, yeah, there's ride a beach bikes close with his dog <laughs> to the beach with the dog. Yeah, there's a community dog there that just lives on premises, but also is like a community dog. So it'll go to different hotels. I don't know how to explain it, but the dog is just like just kind of roams around. There. Just nobody owns the dog. It's just the dog would follow us everywhere. Sometimes just camp out by Victor's door and wait for Victor to <laughs> yeah. come out. And then it would follow us to the beach and stuff. And, um, and uh, yeah, we went to the beach. We filmed some videos. We went boogie boarding one night or one oh, day. That was so fun. Yeah, boogie was, boarding. We're gonna do that again for sure. Um, and then they, they just there's a system set up that you are able to get the transformation, the breakthrough you want. There's uh, every day after the ceremonies. There's this. Uh, it's called afterglow. You go to yes, and you get briefed as to what happened. You get clarity to know exactly what you're going through. Everything with this facility is set up with intention. Intention yeah. that you get the breakthrough that you want and. That's why there's daily check-ins if you choose. There's just there's like a program that's set up for that kind of transformation. And 
I didn't know what to believe going in and having this experience, but afterwards I was like, wow, it was, I want to talk about it. I want people to go because it's a transformative experience and I'm not just selling it because I'm going. I'm literally just telling you what I believe about it. I believe that it can help people create transformation in their life. And we're going to go. Is there anything else you wanted to say about it before we go? Just the one thing I wanted to say that you sort of alluded to is just how well designed it was on all levels to make sure not only you get a transformative experience, but that you feel safe and comfortable. Like me and him both went in there with nerves. But after like that yep. first day, like like you went from like, I'm not going to do it to maybe I'll do it. I wasn't going to do it once, but I tried. It's like, OK, the first night I want to try it. I tried it. Because they made you feel comfortable, right? I felt so comfortable. Yeah. I was like, what do I got to lose? You, you know, get you ex- They get you excited about it almost. Yep. And you yeah. want to be a part of the fun, you know, because there's almost everyone's there doing it. Mm-hmm. And um, then what happens is, uh, yeah, and then every night was a different theme. I'm like, well, I can't do it one night and then not do the masculine night. Then I'll miss out on the feminine night. You know, yeah. so I was like, I'm going to do it every night. But after the first night, I was just, I was kind of sold. I was like, I'm going to do it every night. You know what I mean? And then they also give you, you also have the ability to get colonics where they clear out your body. You mm-hmm. let go of everything that maybe you've been harboring onto. Massages, like Reiki style massages and stuff. You get tokens when you get there, when you sign up. So you'll get like a, a massage and uh, being able to clear yourself out. A whole yeah, body Yeah, many detox. other aspects So too. a bunch yoga, of different yeah. options as well. Yeah, yoga every morning. Just um, so many different things. There's normally a teacher there every week that uh, is featured that week that is teaching some ideas. And what we want to do right now is we want to offer you to join us that week. And we're going to be hanging out. We're going to be sharing ideas. We're going to be going through the experience together. And if that's something you're interested in, we'd like you to join us. And on 11-11, the week of 11-11, which is November 11, 2018, we're both going to be there. And we would love for you to join us as well. If this is something that you're interested in doing, uh, I highly recommend that maybe you make it something that you go yourself to doing. That's why we're releasing this now so that you have months to save up so that it's something that you can allow for your schedule. And even if you can't go the actual week that we go, we recommend you go in general. If you can't make it, that's fine for the week we're going in general. There's going to be some links below that'll give you a discount and uh, you can go and click there and you'll get a discount on the week that you go and the shuttle. It'll waive the shuttle fee. I'll give you a discount on it at least. So if you are interested and you want to join us for 11.11, go ahead and click the link that you see and uh, you can join us. I think we're going to have an amazing time. It'll be a very transformative experience. Yeah. Um, we'd love to meet you. We'd love to hang out with you guys. Victor has some people that are signed up with him as well that mm-hmm. his audience is going. So I'd like for us all to be able to hang out together, to be able to have a great time. Me and Victor are best friends, so we hang out all the time. But we'd love for you to be able to hang out with us and to be able to share our energy with you and vice versa. So if that's something you're interested in, go ahead and click the link below. And what you do is you click the link below and you can fill out the form on the website. Or what you can do is call the phone number. Make sure you let them know that Aaron sent you uh, so that you can receive that discount. And also what I'll be doing is if you sign up, let me know, email me, and I will give you one of my programs for free. This is something that I think that, you know, you got, you're going to have a transformative experience. We're going to share this together. So if so, I'd like to give you that as a gift, one of my programs for free. Go ahead and email me if you do. And uh, we look forward to seeing you there. So yeah, hope see you there. I will say thank you so much for sharing your uh, energy with us today. And uh, other than that, have a great day. Peace, much love, and namaste.